grass on the ground smelling sweet Move up the road to the outside of town And the sound of that good gospel beat Sits a ragged tent Welcome to today's program, Olive Tree and Lampstand Radio Church, Rick Rodriguez, founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To he that overcomes will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Revelation chapter 2, verse 11. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He that overcomes shall not be hurt of the second death. Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. To he that overcomes will I give to eat of the hidden manna, will give to him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receives it. Revelation chapter 2. Verse 29, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Revelation chapter 3, verse 6, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Revelation chapter 3, Verse 
13, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And Revelation chapter 3, verse 22. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. In the Old Testament, Moses began an address to the children of Israel. Hear, O Israel, your God is one. And here, in the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and chapter 3, the word to God's seven churches internationally at the end of the world is, He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He is stating that, God, that He is speaking. God is speaking to all of His churches presently. In these churches are the great army of believers, faithful believers, who are going to fulfill the end of the world plan that Christ had for His churches. After chapter 3 of Revelation, there is no more talk about seven churches. They do exist until resurrection. But as we get toward the end, prior to resurrection, the body of believers in the world, true believers, will basically not identify with their, they'll no longer identify with the systems of Christianity that they had identified with before. The Catholics will no longer identify with the Catholic Church. The Lutherans, the Greek Orthodox, Evangelical Christians throughout America, we will not identify any longer with the assemblies where we were instructed when we were young. All of the believers in the time to come, in the Great Tribulation, will focus on Messiah, will focus on Christ Himself. They will no longer focus on the assemblies where God placed them at this time in life, at this time in this dispensation. In Proverbs chapter, or I'm sorry, yeah, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2, without a vision, the people perish. Without a vision, the people have no boundaries. Without a vision, the people are in disarray. In America, like I stated last week, there are thousands thousands and thousands of visions from individual men in responsible positions that called by God to be in those positions and many in positions of responsibility in the true churches of God not called by God. At the end of the world, 
I'm going to use some verses of chapter 1 of Isaiah, verses 25, 26, and 27. Isaiah was talking to the children of Israel. The very first verse, he comes out, and he, for the most part, rebukes the children of Israel because they are a distant people, distant from God. They're distant, they're far away from him, they're like cattle or oxen that don't have a master. Isaiah is honest with them, direct with them. Isaiah, as a pre-exile prophet, he was the, uh, you could say in his writings, he was the Shakespeare of the prophets. He immediately comes out and introduces the condition of the children of Israel to them. They don't know their condition. American Christians do not know the real condition, their real condition. Spiritually, they don't realize how far removed, how how distant they are from God. They go to church, they do Christian things, there's a Christian method in all of the assemblies, but that doesn't mean they're hot, doesn't mean that they love their first love, it's just they know the system, they know the procedure, and they're just caught in that system in that way. Isaiah is telling the children of Israel their way, their system, their sacrifices are not acceptable to God. Isaiah says this in verse 25. It's a warning and a promise. I will turn my hand upon you and purely purge away your contamination, your dross, what insulates you from me. And I will take away all your tin, what appears to be valuable, it's shiny, but there's no value in it. Verse 25. Now verse 26. I will restore your judges as at the first, and your counselors as at the beginning. Afterward, you will be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. This is to the word to Israel. This will come after the tribulation. This will come right after Messiah returns. They will be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. I liken this to the evangelical Christian churches in America. As an evangelical called to to the evangelical church, I present this firstly to the evangelical Christians. And then, from that point out, to the Catholics, to the Greek Orthodox churches, to all the other assemblies. But primarily, firstly, to the evangelical churches. Verse 27 
Zion, Jerusalem shall be redeemed with judgment. It's going to be redeemed. Jerusalem is going to be redeemed, but not in love, in judgment. The Christian churches, the people in the churches in America, we're going to be redeemed, but not by God's love, by God's righteousness through judgment. And her converts with righteousness. When the punishments of God come to his children, the fruit is righteousness. The north wind will blow on the spice crops of Israel in the hills, down in the valleys, in the Song of Solomon. And the north wind at harvest time would come and would cause the fragrances of these spices to go out over the area. America, the children of God in America that are supposed to put forth the fragrant spices of all that Christ is, has been contaminated. The spices are not pure. The fragrance is not pure. The worship in many of the congregations is strange fire. Strange fire meaning those leading the people in worship may not be singing in the spirit. They're singing in the soul or in the flesh. I have been to assemblies where the young people, because they don't know the, the Holy Spirit, they're gifted. They can play the guitar. They can, they can beat the drums. They can sing. They can hold a melody, but it doesn't mean they're singing in the Spirit. To sing in the Spirit requires the instruction of the Holy Spirit to divide the soul from the Spirit. The Word of God does just that. It divides the soul and the Spirit. The soul is so close to deceiving us we believe that our functioning in the soul can be the Holy Spirit. That's not true. The Word of God is like a two-edged sword that divides the soul and the spirit. It's such a fine line. The men in the 50s, many of the young black children in, the, in their churches that were in the choir. They learned as children how to sing in the spirit. And then in the late 50s and the early 60s, because they were so gifted, they've trained their voices. They're so beautiful and their, 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 their voices are just marvelous. The culture, the music industry targeted Many of these young black children targeted them to come into the secular world to sing secular songs, and many of those black children became great musicians, very famous singers in the 60s. And there was the same with the white, with the white population. The other cultures in this country, they were targeted by the music industry, 
to leave their gospel roots, to leave their roots in Christ to come into the secular world to use their talents for fame and fortune. The work of the Holy Spirit, it is the Holy Spirit that is carrying out the work of the Godhead. This is why Revelation chapter 2 and 3, He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. What the Spirit is speaking to the churches is that we are at the end of the world. The world, this dispensation is being closed out. The Holy Spirit told me, don't be afraid to rehearse this to my children over and over. Don't, don't hesitate to repeat yourself because they, they won't get it. They won't understand it. It won't sink in. We are in the final years, the final decade of this dispensation. That's what this person says. That's what I'm telling you. Without a vision, the people perish. The vision of the pastors of the land, their vision is not adequate to give and instruct God's children to come back to the Lord and allow the Lord to prepare you for the battle to come. In the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, you had people that were speaking to a degree saying the same thing that I'm speaking. But the time wasn't right. The time is right now. We are in the midst of prophetic fulfillment. Great, great signs of prophecy are being fulfilled and the American Christians are wondering, is this true? Could it be? Some of the things I've presented, are they true? Am I right? Am I accurate? Is my interpretation of the scripture accurate? I've tested my interpretations. I test my interpretations by what is happening in the world. You take the scripture, you look at the condition of what's happening in the world, you look at the intricate things that are happening with the nations in the world, you look at the scripture and the intricate hidden things that are in the scripture that you're not aware of because the, the scripture is not one-dimensional. It's 3D, 5D, 10D, 10 dimensions. Just the best example I've been thinking about this week is King Solomon's prophecy in 1 Kings chapter 8 on the day that he dedicated the temple. That is the greatest prophecy, one of the greatest prophecies given to Israel. It is a prophecy of Israel's history from the time when she came out of Egypt, when the fathers were called by God to be the family that God would work with, all through the generations to Messiah, beyond Messiah. And in 1 Kings chapter 8, Solomon does not even present Messiah. He presents the beginning of the work 
working of God with the children of Israel all the way to the end wars. But he doesn't talk about, in a sense, Messiah. Why? Because God is saying through Solomon, King Solomon, that there would be those Jewish people throughout all the generations that would not see Messiah until His second coming. It is a deep prophecy. It is an intricate prophecy. I believe that World War I or World War II, Adolf Hitler, is in that prophecy. I believe that the prophecies about Israel and the end wars that she fights with the surrounding nations right now and Islam and the hatred of that religion toward the Jewish people is in that prophecy. But in that prophecy, there's no mention about Messiah coming the first time. Isaiah 53 talks about it. But, but King Solomon doesn't mention it. So in other words, there will be the Jewish people that will never see and understand the work of their God throughout time bringing Messiah to Jerusalem, being born in a manger, dying, and then raising from the dead. They're waiting. But Solomon is saying in his prophecy that they would be blind, they wouldn't see it. But at the end of the war, at the end of the world, their wars, they would pray to God, God would hear them, and eventually God will deliver them. A great prophecy that we're, it's in fulfillment right now. Also in that prophecy is the matter of Donald Trump. The people in the churches in America and internationally are not aware of the prophecy of the stranger in Revelation chapter, I'm sorry, of the stranger in 1 Kings chapter 8. That word stranger, they're not aware of it. But Donald Trump is in that prophecy of Solomon's. At the end of the world, that stranger would come to Israel and pray at the Western Wall. Seven other presidents, six other presidents, had an opportunity to pray at that wall, but they never took that, they didn't take that opportunity. But Donald Trump did. There's a great prophecy, great end-of-the-world prophecy about Donald Trump in 1 Kings chapter 8, verses like 41 through 43. A stranger who would come from a distant nation, so distant he'd have to cross an ocean, and at the end of the world wouldn't come by ship, but would come through the air. This stranger would be an American president. He would be an honorable president. He would have dignity. He would be powerful. He would acknowledge the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This king would come, this president, as a Gentile, would come and honor 
Israel's God by going to the Wailing Wall or the Western Wall and praying toward the temple. He would not pray on the temple, next to the temple. He would pray at a distance toward the temple, fulfilling Solomon's prophetic word perfectly. He also would, and Solomon, King Solomon, even prayed that day to, to God, to their God, to Yahweh, and said, And Lord, meaning Yahweh, what the stranger prays, answer his prayers. Whatever this stranger will request of you, answer his prayers. And Donald Trump's prayer, he told the press later, was that God would give him wisdom during the time of his presidency because he needed wisdom. He prayed exactly what King Solomon prayed. Lord, I need wisdom to rule this great and mighty people. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is David Knight. It's great to be back weekday mornings at 9 a.m. on KHNC AM 1360, the Roar of the Rockies. Join me as I use free speech to free minds every weekday, 9 a.m. Hi, folks. Brian Kilmeade here. Thanks for listening to my show each weekday from 7 till 9 a.m. Have you heard how much KHNC, the Roar of the Rockies, has grown? Got a new lineup, big signal, and rapidly growing audience. So if you own a business and would like to reach a conservative, patriotic, northern Colorado audience in a very affordable way, contact my buddies, my friends at KHNC, 970-587-5003, or email them at air at khnc.net. That's 970-587-5003. Tell them Brian Kilmeade sent you. Hi, it's Matt from Unfair Advantage Defense Solutions. Give me a call at 970-578-9821. No matter your skill level, I can create a course using a state-of-the-art firearms training simulator that's currently in use by law enforcement and military personnel. You don't have to use any of your ammo, and I bring the training to you. I have over 900 interactive training simulations, as well as shooting competitions and skill builders. So whether you're looking to protect yourself and family, if your church security team is looking to train, or you and your friends want to get together for some competitive fun, give Unfair Advantage Defense Solutions a call at 970-578-9821. What's up, KHNC? I want to tell you about my friend JD with EnviroShapes Concrete, EnviroShapes at gmail.com. This is a veteran-owned business serving northern Colorado, doing driveways, sidewalks, patios, steps, and even basic stonework and masonry. So if you're interested in getting concrete work done, call EnviroShapes at 303-775-7926 or get a hold of him at EnviroShapes at gmail.com, EnviroShapes at gmail.com. A lot of radio stations boast about having two, three, four, five hundred thousand listeners. But what they don't tell you is the average listener only listens for four minutes. A song plays they don't like, same old boring commentary, or worse yet, as soon as the commercial starts playing, they change the station. Here at 1360 KHNC, our listeners listen longer, a lot longer, We have one of the longest time spent listening in the industry. That means our listeners don't change the dial when the commercial starts playing because they don't want to miss what our hosts have to say next. Advertise with 1360 KHNC and have your message be heard. Call us at 970-587-5003. 
5003. We also have the best rates in Colorado. 970-587-5003 or 1360khnc.com. Hello, friends. This is Bradley Dean, show host for the Sons of Liberty. Join me on KHNC 1360 AM every weekday at 8 p.m., Saturdays at 5 to 7 p.m., and Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. Okay, we're going to continue. So the stranger, he comes, he visits Israel, he goes to the Western Wall, and he prays toward the temple. That was, I believe, in 2017. And the children of God don't realize what happened. Exactly to the to the T, perfectly, exactly what Solomon said would happen, happened. And Solomon's prophecy is still being fulfilled today. Chapter, uh, chapter, 1 Kings chapter 8, verses about 45, right in there, Solomon tells Israel that you're going to go to a great battle but you're going to be back in your land again. You can't fight this battle unless you're a nation back in Israel. That happened in 1948. But pray, and God will give you the victories. So this Israel right now is getting ready for these coming wars. The stranger, the dimensions the graphic in the, in the type of the way graphics work. There are the things that are right on the surface, things that are deeper. In that visit that Donald Trump took to Israel to pray at the Western Wall, you have to take the whole trip from the time he left the U.S. all the way to the time that he returned. Because the stranger, that is how you're going to see who the stranger is. The stranger, before he went to Israel, he went to the sons of Ishmael. He went to the Arab nations, the sons of Ishmael, and in the meeting that he had in Saudi Arabia with the sons of Ishmael, which God promised Ishmael would be a great nation of princes, dukes. It came to pass. Donald Trump, the stranger, goes to the Arab nations, to Saudi Arabia, and there he is treated like the king that he is. He has to leave his country to be treated like a king. In his country, he's laughed at, he's mocked, he's ridiculed. There's resistance. 
He's having to fight for every bit of ground that he takes. All of the plans he has for his country, there's opposition from the other side, from the kingdom of darkness. But he goes to Saudi Arabia, and literally the red carpet was laid out all the way right to the steps at the bottom of Air Force One. He's treated like royalty. When man refuses to treat God's servants properly, God will work it out in his sovereignty that that servant will still have the honor and the dignity and the respect that he should have, even if he's forced to go to a distant nation. And he goes, and the sons of Ishmael and the Arab peoples, the sons of Lot were there, Moab and Ammon, the sons of of, uh, Isaiah, of Jacob's twin brother Ishma, uh, Esau, they were there. Fifty nations basically represented, or 50, 50 kingdoms. And they honor him, and they give him great respect. And the greatest respect is what does he do? He is given a platform to speak to the children of Ishmael, just like Solomon was at the temple speaking to the children of Israel. And what did this noble king tell the Arab nations? You see, many of these Arab nations, even though there's so much Islam in those nations, many of these, these Arab peoples are going into the millennial kingdom. God has given them land. He has given them wealth and riches. And they're going to go into the millennial kingdom and they will live and dwell in the lands that God gave them three, 4,000 years ago. God keeps his promises. He told Abraham, Ishmael would be a great people and a wealthy people and a powerful people. And they are. So he speaks to the children of Ishmael and the families of the Middle East. And he tells them, if you support radical terrorism, like here in this country, if the American people support this radical terrorism that's taking place in this country, it will destroy the nation, it will destroy the families of the nation, it will destroy the nation, everyone, everything. This is what Donald Trump told the Arab people. If you fund it, it will destroy your kingdoms. It will destroy you as kings. It will destroy your people in these nations. Don't fund it. Fight against it. And the Arab nations, by the time Donald Trump left office, or he's still the president. I'll get to that in a little bit. He is still legally, according to the Bible, he is still the legitimate president of the United States of America. What you're seeing right now is a facade. It won't hold any water. It's a facade. According to the Bible, Donald Trump is still the president of the United States of America. But anyhow, going back, eventually when he at the end of his 
before he was removed illegally, he has the Arab nations once again visiting and communicating, and they are working, they are, they are trading, that they, these Arab nations are trading with Israel. There is agreements between them. See, they are related through Abraham, and then they are related through Jacob and Esau. And they're related through Abraham's nephew, Lot. They're trading together. They're working things out. There's a partnership. This is what the coming Antichrist cannot allow. The coming Antichrist cannot allow that. He cannot allow that oneness between the Arab nations and Israel. Then Donald Trump goes to Israel, and who does he meet when he gets to Israel? He prays at the Western Wall toward the temple, and he meets with the 12, 12 tribes of Israel. There'll be actually 13. But Judah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the tribe of Dan has been excluded and replaced by Manasseh in the book of Revelation chapter 7. Because Dan would be the, the uh, family of Jacob that would eventually worship the gods that Israel was forbidden to worship. They would worship Lucifer. And so because of that, I believe Judas Iscariot was of the tribe of Dan, fulfilling the scriptures in Genesis, I think it was 49, when Jacob prophesied to all of his children. He said Dan would bite at the rider's heels, at the horse's heels, indicating this tribe would always oppose God's plan with Israel, eternal plan with Israel, and also they would fight Messiah, all the way to the time that Messiah would, uh, when Messiah was alive and in his ministry. I believe that Judas Iscariot was of the tribe of Dan. At the end of the world, I'm looking to see, and I believe that I'm 80%, not totally sure of this, but I do believe at the end of the world, I believe that Antichrist will have some lineage through the tribe of Dan. Some lineage through that tribe. I, I was assuming it would be the false prophet, but I'm leaning more toward Antichrist having the Jewish genome from the tribe of Dan. Judas Iscariot did, I believe, I believe Antichrist will also. It is clear that Antichrist will have lineage from the Middle East. So then Donald Trump, he's talking now to the 12 tribes of Israel in Israel, and 13 if you want to add the tribe of Dan. All the children of Jacob are represented. People don't believe that because the children of Israel have been scattered throughout the world. There's no way for them to 
reassimilate as tribes, regather as tribes, and come back to Israel. That is uh, not biblical. Biblically, God says there is a way because He's God. He created the heavens and the earth and everything in the heavens and on the earth. He has a way to protect the genetic purity of each of the 12 tribes mentioned in Revelation chapter 7. These 12, these 10, there's going to be 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, which will make 144,000. These people will go into the millennial kingdom with perfect DNA. They will all have the DNA of Judah, of Reuben, of Lot, I'm not Lot, of, of uh, Levi, all of them. There will be 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes that will be genetically perfect to go into the millennial kingdom and repopulate the Jewish race. The tribe of Dan... I don't see the tribe of Dan going into the millennial kingdom. I see the tribe of Dan being punished. Some in my view, in my research, some of the people that would be of the tribe of Dan are very evil. They followed Satan. They have no, they hate the Jewish people. They've worked against the Jewish people as a people and as a nation. They are very powerful people in the world. And they hate mankind for the most part. And they will be powerful players in the global plans at the end of the world. And because of these people, these tribes, these Jewish tribes of Dan, these people, these lineages, the people from the tribe of Dan, they will bring a negative, negative flavor toward the Jewish people as a people. The Jewish people, they are apostate. The Bible says they're apostate. We cannot change it. But God, in the book of Romans, said that He is going to keep these Jewish people because for the, ele the elect's sake, for God's sake, they are God's elect. So they are going to go into the millennial kingdom. Some of the people from the tribe of Dan, in my opinion, my opinions are not that of this station, the management, the owners, my opinions are mine. This is not, I didn't get this from other pastors, other Bible teachers. This is my studies. I'm giving you what the Holy Spirit, I believe, has revealed to me. George Soros, Henry Kissinger, Alan Greenspan, these type of people, the Rothschilds that helped fund Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler. These lineages, very powerful Jewish people. And if you say anything against them, about them, in a negative way because they're Jewish, you are anti-Semitic. No, I'm not anti-Semitic. The Bible is clear. There will be one of Jacob's children that will serve the devil. And it is clear that the Bible is saying, don't let the what you see by these evil families destroy God's plan with the other 12 tribes of Israel. 
So one fly ruins all the apothecary, the ointment. One fly can contaminate everything. Well, these men and families of the tribe of Dan are contaminating the attitude of the nations toward Israel as a nation and the Jewish people as a people. We have to be careful. Now, the president, this noble, honorable president with dignity, put in place by God, whether the Christian people of this nation want to accept it or not, what God says is going to stand. What God does is going to stand. Who are we to argue with him? If God put him in, if he's in the Bible, and it's a shame that the, the Christian people of this nation did not stand with him. Why didn't they? Because they didn't have vision as to who he was. But after the fact now, I think the thinking will change. But it's too late. He meets with the 12 children of Israel. He blesses them. And then what does he do? He goes to visit the biggest church of all the seven churches. He goes to Rome. The Catholic people, they don't follow politics internationally. They're, they're into their little church communities. But whatever the, whatever the Pope does, they follow. They watch the Pope. And if the Pope receives someone, the Catholic people will receive something will receive that person. So Donald Trump goes to the Vatican with his wife and his family, and there he meets this devil worshiper, Pope Francis. To the Catholic people, please don't be shocked. You go read the prophecies in the book of Revelation chapter 2 concerning Thyatira, the Catholic Church. It says, deep buried in the Catholic Church, in that church are the deep things of Satan. Catholic people, you better start reading the Bible. You better start reading to see what God says about your church. Because your church is going to be punished. God is going to throw the Catholic church into a bed of sickness. It's already, the sickness is already there. The Catholic people need to wake up. It's not about the Catholic church. It's about Messiah. It's about your, your Christ. It's about the Son of God that you go to see every week. It's not about the Catholic Church. It's not about the system. It's about the God who is the... He is the one who... Uh, how does it phrase it? To the angel of the church in Thyatira. There's an angel that watches Thyatira. We'll be back to finish out the hour. Hi listeners, Jack here. The Hunting and Sportsman Gun Show is Northern Colorado's premier event in 2021. These shows feature dozens of vendors that guarantee the best selection of guns and ammo in Northern Colorado, from the Loveland Outlet Mall to Island Grove Park in Greeley. For show dates, locations, or table reservations, visit peshows.com. That is peshows.com. While you're out, visit Harsh Outdoors at 600 Oak Avenue in Eaton, Colorado. They carry a full line of ATVs, UTVs, mowers, trimmers, sprayers, and chainsaws from Husqvarna, DR, Generac, and EasyGo. 
Whether you have a half an acre or 1,000, they carry the equipment you need. They always have a full-line gun store with lots of firearms, ammo, safes, and accessories. Check out HarshOutdoors.com. That's HarshOutdoors.com. Backyard or back 40, Harsh Outdoors has got you covered. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Hi, folks. Larry Elder here. Thanks for listening to my show each weekday from 5 to 8 p.m. Have you heard how much KHNC, the roar of the Rockies, has grown? A new lineup, big signal, and a rapidly growing audience. If you own a business and would like to reach a conservative, patriotic, northern Colorado audience in a very affordable way, contact my friends at KHNC, 970-587-5003, or email them at air at khnc.net and tell them Larry sent you. Okay, so Donald Trump, he goes to the Vatican, and there he meets with the great Catholic Church. Now I'll read to you the great Catholic Church in the book of Revelation, chapter 2. To the Catholic people, the Catholic Church, do, they do not, the priests, for centuries, thousands and uh, thousands of years, did not want the people in the Catholic Church to read what the Bible says about the Catholic Church. I'll read it to you right here. The, the uh, Church of Thyatira, which is the Catholic Church. To the angel of the church in, to the angel of the Catholic Church, write, these say, these things saith the Son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know your works, your charity, your service. God knows the Catholic Church is a church of works and faith and thy patience, and your works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you suffer that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, 
to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication. This is going to be about uh, 1,400 years God has given the Catholic Church time to repent, but she won't repent. And she repented not. Verse 22, Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. Catholic people, God is going to put the Catholic Church into great tribulation with all the other six churches. You're not going to escape the punishment that is coming because of the priests of the Catholic Church for thousands of years. I'm telling God's children the truth. Except you repent of your deeds, you have to repent. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches will know that I am he who searches the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. But unto you, I say, and unto the rest in the, in the Catholic Church, as many have not, as many as have not this doctrine, or who don't understand it, and which you have not known the depths of Satan, the depths of Satan, as they speak, I will put upon you no other burden. Keep what you have already, hold fast till I come. He that comes and keeps my work to the end, I will give power over the nations. You will rule them with a rod of iron, as vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my Father. God is going to punish his churches. And so President Trump now goes to meet with this apostate. I say the Vatican seat with many other faithful Catholics internationally. The Vatican seat is empty. The papal seat is empty. I'm not the only one saying that. The Catholics don't even know their own bishops and cardinals. Many are saying the Vatican seat is empty. They don't recognize Pope Francis. We'll be back for the second hour. Hang on. Kids, when making those cool motorcycle sounds when riding your bikes, don't use your baseball or even your Pokemon cards because they may be worth money someday. Instead, use that embarrassing baby picture that your mom took of you in that ridiculous outfit. But when she finds out, you didn't hear that from us. Another friendly reminder from 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. Always wear your helmet. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Rocky Mountain News Network, I'm Ted Werbin. The second Coloradan to win the state's vaccine sweepstakes for a million dollars is Stephanie Ward of Littleton. At first, Stephanie and her family say they weren't even sure they were getting their shots. Initially, we were not all in agreement with getting the COVID vaccine. We sat down and we thought about it together, and ultimately we decided the benefits outweighed any fears that we had. She says she and her husband have each been working two jobs to make ends meet throughout the pandemic. They now plan to use their winnings to pay off debts and pay for their kids to go to college. There are three more chances for state residents to win a million bucks just for being vaccinated. If you're over 18 and get at least one dose, you're automatically entered in those next three drawings. They're hoping to utilize some vaccine doses before having to throw them away. 
Colorado State Health Department says it has some 30,000 doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine on hand that were supposed to expire at the end of this month. Just Thursday, though, the FDA said the shelf life of those doses could be extended another three to four and a half months, buying as much as another 45 days to get them injected into people's arms. The state now has more vaccine supply than demand. Colorado has given about 125,000 Moderna doses and 50,000 of the Pfizer formula back to the federal government already. Well, remember, for all the fun that's available, fast-moving water across the state can be dangerous. Swimmers and tubers don't have many options for this weekend, but that should help them stay safe for their next venture on the rivers and creeks of the state, all of which are flowing high and fast. Parts of Clear Creek and the Poudre River, along with St. Vrain and North St. Vrain Creeks, are all off-limits to tubers and swimmers due to those rapid flows. Kayakers, canoers, and stand-up paddleboarders can still use those waters, but police are still reminding everyone to exercise a lot of caution. I'm Jim Williams. I'm Ted Werbin. You protect yourself, your family, and the environment when you safely dispose of your unused or expired medications. The Colorado Household Medication Take-Back Program is available to residents and visitors for the safe disposal of medications. For the list of pharmacies or police departments providing a drop box for safe disposal of your medications, visit TakeMedSeriously.org. This message is sponsored by the Colorado Department Public Health and Environment's Medication Take-Back Program. TakeMedSeriously.org. Imagine waking up to enjoy breakfast in the stunning Grand Lodge before heading out to Arapaho Springs Water Park, where you and the family can splash in pools, zip down water slides, float through the lazy river, and escape to a private cabana. Then unwind with a poolside drink before heading inside to relax, wake up, and do it all over again. Enjoy your summer of more at Gaylord Rockies Resort. Visit GaylordRockies.com to book today. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Reasons to own gold. Reason number one. Culturally, the golden rule is treating others as you want to be treated. But financially, the golden rule is those that have the gold make the rules. When you retire, make sure you can write your rules. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800 951 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Hi, I'm Jake. 
I'm your air purification expert. Call 720-434-9001. We purify the air in your homes and businesses so you can get back to a normal, happier, and healthier life than ever before. Just call 720-434-9001. Again, 720-434-9001. Day by day, by day by day. It has to be day by day. Welcome back to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. One more hour, and then we'll be done. I finished out the last hour without giving out any contact information. I'm going to that I'll bring that I'll give you the contact information in a little while. Podcasts of this program are on 1360khnc.com to the podcast section for the open forum programs on Thursday and for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church on Sunday and then also for a small segment on Saturday from 12:30 to 1. The Catholic Church, the church in Thyatira, that's where I finished up. Donald Trump, after his visit to Jerusalem, went to 
the church in Thyatira in Rome to visit with Pope Francis. As I stated at the end of the hour, many cardinals and bishops, many Catholics internationally do not recognize Pope Francis as the legitimate Pope of the Catholic Church. They have a term, the papal seat is vacant. In other words, they do not recognize him. The Christian people, the Catholic people, do not know the history of their own church. They don't, haven't studied. They are not told about the true history of the Catholic Church. It's a big church, the biggest church, one of the older churches. It is not the oldest church. The Greek churches are older, actually. They're the oldest bro one of the oldest brothers. The older brother than the, the, the Greek churches are the suffering churches internationally. Then there's a church in Ephesus. They are that group of believers still in the Middle East that are deep into the doctrines of the Christian faith. Then after the Catholic Church, you have the church in Sardis. To the great prophecy to the Lutheran Church is in the book of Revelation chapter 3. To the church in Sardis. Lutheran people don't realize your church is in the Bible. It's a big church called the church in Sardis. Then, after, and, and Sardis was really a, a younger church from 1500 roughly to the present. Then shortly after the Sardis church, then you got the Protestant churches or the uh, Sardis would can be considered Protestant. But then you have a kind of a removing of another group of people that were even deeper called the Church of Philadelphia, which became like the Plymouth Brethren Movement to into Ireland, I think, in that area, and Wales up north. They become they became what you would know as the Philadelphian church. This is the church where the great scholars came out of. God opened the word, his Bible, to these scholars. And so much of present day evangelical Christianity, we have taken the writings of the men that were the top theologians in the church of Philadelphia. But eventually, Laodicea, a different church, had to be birthed on a, on a different continent. The final church, the seventh church, like I stated last week, the dynamic church, the young brother, who is the preferred brother, who is the gifted brother. Laodicea could not develop what she is as a church, as a personality in Europe. There had to be a separation from the religions of Europe that had to take place by Christians that wanted freedom from these churches in Europe coming to America to form a new religious system. 
a new religious work, which is the evangelical churches in America. And once these other churches, like the Roman Catholics, the Lutherans, when they came over, we became, and used the term evangelical evangelists. Then you have evangelical Lutherans. Everybody uses that term, evangelicals. And we were charismatic. Then the Catholics started using the term charismatic Catholic, charismatic Lutherans, charismatic in the Greek Orthodox churches and the Russian, and the, but the ones that are here. They picked up the term charismatic. Why? Because we were charismatic. We were a different type of church. We're a, a, because of the freedoms we have in the United States of America, set apart, you might say, from the religion of Europe and all the icons and the idol worship, we became something much more real and free. We are the church in Laodicea if you're an evangelical Christian. We have prophecies for us. We cannot take the prophecies that were given to the Catholics or the Lutherans or the Philadelphians. We can take the principles, but they have prophecies specifically for them. We have a prophecy specifically for us. In Hebrews, I've got to, I've, I'm going to take a little step to the side here. In Hebrews, Paul, the apostle, wrote that Christ says that he is outside the camp. And for decades and decades, there have been people talking about, well, we've got to be outside the camp. I'm outside the camp. I'm not in the camp. I'm outside the camp. I'm not part of evangelical Christianity. I'm not part of the churches. I'm outside of the camp. Well, I can tell if you're outside of the camp or not by your theology by your doctrine, and by your eschatology. Christians that are inside the camp, that are saying they're outside the camp, if they don't have prophetic insight to the time that we're in, if they don't realize we're at the end of the world, if they're not communicating these pastors to their assemblies, that we're in the final decade before Christ's return. The Antichrist is already preparing for his second coming, for his second return. He's already setting up things internationally with the global systems, with the coming reset movement that's taking place, which is going to lead an issue into the buying and selling, the way that we're going to conduct business commercially through through uh, buying and selling. If the pastors in the churches can't see, Israel's going to go to her early wars before the tribulation. If they can't see, China is preparing for her march on the Middle East already. China is moving, expanding in Asia to gather the little hens, all the other Asian nations to use the other nations as her, uh, to give her the finances, to uh, enrich her. She needs the resources. 
These are the little cash cows out there in the Pacific. China needs them. The great Russian war that's coming, the Gog-Magog war, if the pastors of the land are not warning their children about this, if they can't see it, they are in the camp. They are deep in the camp. They are heart dead center in the camp. They have no vision. The pastors without a vision are in the camp. The Christians who have no vision are inside the camp. If you say you're outside the camp and you have no vision, you're in the camp. You just want to, it's just a, well, I believe I'm out. You believe anything you want to believe, but you're in the camp. Christ said, come out. Outside the camp, there's vision. Outside the camp, there is a purpose. God is building, like he said, he is building a church. He is building an army of believers that the gates of hell are not going to prevail against. The gates of hell have no, they have no, uh, they're in distress in the, in the occult world. The occult world, they know the one thing that causes us more trouble than even Donald Trump is a builded church. A group of people within the family of God that is able to recognize the gates of hell and knows how to stand so the gates of hell can't press, continue to press in. The gates of hell are not going to prevail against this company of believers, this army of God. This is the work of the Holy Spirit right now. The work of the Holy Spirit is not to continue to make these little empires of these Christian men in this country is not there to fund these little empires so that they can join up with other little empires and those little empires join up with other bigger empires to take over the world. Dominionists wanting to take over the world so that when Christ returns, they can say, look, Lord, we want to give the world to you. No. These little empires are going to be destroyed by the coming Antichrist. They're not going to stand against anything. They are inside the camp. Without a vision, the people perish. Without a vision, the people are lost. And I'm talking about God's people. Elijah, he comes on the scene. And the children of Israel is apostate. Apostate. They don't know where God is. He went on vacation. He's the God that promised them all these promises about their nation. Where is he? There's, there's a sacrifice, child sacrifice in the land. There's injustice. There's an evil ruler and his wife. Israel is... Without hope. But Elijah comes in a type of Christ. And what does he do? Elijah begins to address the government of that time. The king at that time. The king and his wife. And the only way that the king is going to listen is by Elijah doing something great like stopping the rain for three and a half years. The nations, they won't receive anything from anybody concerning Christ 
or God, Yahweh, unless it's something that affects their land. Moses, he told the Pharaoh, let my children go. Let them come into the wilderness. God, want, God has prepared for them a sacrifice in the wilderness. They have to come and they have to worship their God in the wilderness. Pharaoh said, no, 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 and no. Well, what did Moses have to do? He had to bring judgment upon judgment upon judgment upon that land. And it was so severe that eventually, what could the Pharaoh do? He had to let him go. Same with Ahab and Jezebel. In this time, there are two witnesses in the book of Revelation, chapter 11. They are not two individual people. I'm telling this audience, if you're in the camp, you're going to believe the doctrine inside the camp. The doctrine in the camp is they're Moses and Elijah, or they're some great prophets out of Israel with long beards and long hair, and they're white and they're noble, or else they're an American evangelical Christian that states that I'm one of the two witnesses. I've heard many Christians state that. But no, Revelation chapter 11 makes it very clear. These two witnesses, they stand before God, and they are the olive, from the olive tree and the lampstand. They are Jewish and Gentile that have met Messiah that are born again. This prophet is telling you the interpretation that I have about Revelation chapter 11 and the two witnesses. I was with the ministry years ago and they felt that Israel and the church are the two witnesses. Israel and the church. Present day Israel and the present day body of believers internationally are the church. I for years and years I just had to let that cook. But then I realized, realized as I continued to study this scripture that wait a minute Israel is apostate until the end and they don't see Messiah and they don't see their God so how are they going to stand before their God if they don't really see him until after he returns and splits the Mount of Olives in two and he actually walks through the east gate of the temple and is king and is uh, crowned so no, it cannot be Israel and the church. But Israel can be re represented, and Israel is represented, two olive trees. Two meaning testimony. Two lampstands, two meaning testimony. Within the lampstands, you have the Jewish believers and the Gentile believers, two peoples of God but they're both born again. They have to be born again. They cannot be from natural Israel. They cannot be just Gentiles without having the Holy Spirit within them. These two witnesses are gifted with the giftings that were given to the church. 
all the giftings of the Holy Spirit, they are gifted. That is the, they're empowered without, by the giftings. They operate in these giftings. The word of knowledge, the word of faith, the word of, or the, the, the gift of discernment. They have all these abilities. Why? Because to be in a world going to war with the gates of hell, they have to be completely armed. They have to be ready. They have to understand the plan of God, and they have to understand the occult world, the world that's coming against the world in general and against them specifically. King David, he learned the tactics of his enemy. He studied the enemy. Why? So he could be victorious against the enemy. He knew how to win the battle against the enemies in the hills. He knew how to win the battles against the enemy in the plain, in the flat, in the heat of the day. He, know how, he knew how to win the, the battles against the enemies at night. He knew how to flee at the right time. Christ knew how to flee at the right time. If he didn't, they would have crucified him ahead of time. They'd have thrown him off a cliff ahead of time. American Christians in the camp do not understand the enemy. For years and years, in my early Christian life, before I ended up being uh, raised in within the doctrines of the faith in the churches that God took me to, the assemblies that God took me to, I was outside the assemblies. I wasn't being churched. God knew I would eventually have to be churched, and I was churched. But there was a time prior to that where I was just a Christian out in the world looking at the witchcraft coming into the 60s and 70s, being involved there in the New Age movement. Anton LaVey, Church of Satan, watching all this stuff, watching, living in, uh, spending time in Boulder, Colorado, looking at all the young Satanists dressed in satanic garb on the hill and throughout all of Boulder, up in the mountains, Gold Hill, Nederland, Central City, Golden, all over, Fort Collins, Loveland, Greeley. God put me out there so I could see, and I didn't know that these were enemies. I didn't know, I didn't understand that world yet. I didn't understand God's future plan, but I was out there. Then he takes me to where? Berkeley, California, right there on Telegraph Avenue, the heart of the deep Democrat satanic base in California, Northern California, Berkeley, and right across the bay, San Francisco. I worked in South San Francisco for a year and a half. I lived in Berkeley for the same amount of time. I got to see the culture of the New Age movement, the hippie movement, the love movement, the drug movement, and walking right by the deep, dark, what was it, the church of uh, 
right across the street almost from uh, Mario Murillo. A young man, Mario Murillo, who was in, was given an invitation to the great witch, the great satanic witch there in Berkeley. I'm going to play that song sang by Carmen years later. But I'd walk right by the happy church, or right by his, his little church on the way to our assembly where we would meet. Morris Murillo, young man. And here in Berkeley, California, a Pentecostal, thriving Pentecostal church with, with believers that truly serve the Lord. And there he's invited to a dinner with the, the chief Satanist in Berkeley, California. So, I'm going to give out contact information quickly so you can come back. Rick, or this is uh, Olive Tree and Lampstand, abbreviated Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, Rick at khnc.net, Rich at k Rick, uh, Rick at khnc.net. We're going to come back and finish for the last thirty minutes. Without a vision, the people perish, and get out of the camp. It's dangerous in the camp. We'll be right back. Dennis Prager here, reminding you to join me weeknights for conversation about today's burning issues, the ones that sometimes keep you up at night so you can listen to me. Dennis Prager, weeknights, 9 to midnight on the Roar of the Rockies, 1360 KHNC. It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. A new initiative known as the PAUSE Act, written by radical left-wing extremists, is gaining traction to be put on your Colorado ballot. Initiative 16 is cleverly worded to manipulate urban voters unfamiliar with ranching into believing that they are banning sexual acts against animals, when in reality, the initiative is intended explicitly to destroy Colorado agriculture and ranching by making basic health care procedures illegal and other ranching practices unfeasible. Visit StopPause.org to learn more. StopPause.org Hey man, pass the battle over and take a couple of hits off the My Kind CBD. Get your CBD by going to 1360KHNC.com and click on the shopping button, man. Silly Jamaican, there's no THC in this product. It's certified THC free. Just go to the website, 1360KHNC.com, click the shop. Hi folks, Rev here. 
The Hunting and Sportsman's Gun Show is Northern Colorado's premier event in 2021. These shows feature dozens of vendors that guarantee the best selection of guns and ammo in Northern Colorado. From the Loveland Outlet Malls to Island Grove Park in Greeley. For show dates, locations, or table reservations, visit PEShows.com. That's PEShows.com. While you're out, visit Harsh Outdoors at 600 Oak Avenue in Eaton. They carry a full line of ATVs, UTVs, mowers, trimmers, sprayers, and chainsaws from Husqvarna, DR, Generac, and EasyGo. Whether you have half an acre or a thousand, they carry the equipment you need. They also have a full-line gun store with lots of firearms, ammo, safes, and accessories. Check out HarshOutdoors.com. That's HarshOutdoors.com. Backyard or back 40, Harsh Outdoors has you covered. The globalists say resistance is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac-Man and the Rev, Saturdays from 1 to 2. Sometimes the truth hurts. Oh, a happy day. Oh, a happy day. When Jesus walked, oh, when he walked, when Jesus walked, he washed my sins away. Okay. As we move into this last half hour, I'm going to uh, finish off with Donald Trump's visit to the Vatican. Podcasts are 1360khnc.com, the podcast section for Olive Tree programs. Also, the Thursday programs from 11 to 1, and Saturday for half an hour from 12.30 to 1. Donald Trump visits with the Catholic Church. I had to take a little sidestep, now I'm back to the avenue that I was on. Prophecy being fulfilled. Next, he goes to the leaders of Europe. These are the old satanic families that have ruled Europe from the time of the Romans. They are corrupt. They are the families that are pushing for this global society at the end of the world. And he got and Donald Trump and one thing I did forget, Donald Trump is born again. He is a born-again Christian. You can fight me on this. You don't have to believe it. 
I'm just telling you, he did meet the Lord. As a believer, as a president, as a civil servant, and as, as a believer, God in his fairness, firstly, on that trip, God sends him to visit the children of Ishmael and the families. Then he sends him to Israel to visit with the 12 children of Israel. Then he sends them to the representative, basically, of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church, in a sense, is a kind of a rep representative for all the churches to some degree, but that's changing. Then Donald Trump is go goes to Europe to meet with the nobility, with the powers of Europe. God, the gospel just goes everywhere in a type. The gospel goes to Saudi Arabia through Donald Trump. He didn't go to preach. He went as a president. But this is the way the gospel is concerning the gospel. The gospel goes to every, every group of people. It goes to the Jewish people. It goes to the Arab people. It goes to the, the uh, Christian people. And the gospel goes even to the God-haters of Europe. The ancient Roman children of ancient Rome. So Donald Trump goes there because God is speaking to them. A great prophecy is fulfilled and it's unknown. Christ came, was born in a manger, and the people of Israel still didn't know. A few did. He comes 30 years later, starts his ministry for three and a half years. The children of Israel, for the most part, still don't know who their Messiah is. Then he's taken before Pilate and he is crucified and he's raised from the dead and still very few people know who, what happened, who he is. This is the way it is with prophecy. God will only reveal prophecy to those that have an ear to hear. If God's children don't want to hear, God won't push it on them. God won't force it upon you. But if you want to know the truth, then God will reveal it to you. He will open your eyes. People, before they come to Christ, if they really want to know who this God is and they are serious about it, God, Christ will visit them as the Holy Spirit, open their eyes, they'll have a revelation, they will be saved. Prophecy is like that. The pastors of the land inside the camp. Prophecy is being fulfilled around them. They don't see it. The second great prophecy about Donald Trump is in Revelation chapter 17. The riddle of the seven kings. There's only seven. But one of the seven has two positions. As the leader of America. In the Revelation chapter 17, the verses of that riddle, once again, there are different dimensions to it. You see the surface, but you've got to go deep, deep, deep to understand the whole. The seven kings, 
If Donald Trump is the seventh king, which I say he is, then okay, let's make this practical. Who's the sixth king? Barack Obama. Who's the fifth king? George Bush Jr. Who's the king next in line going backwards? It would be Bill Clinton going backwards. George Bush Sr. going backwards. Ronald Reagan, number two, going backwards. Jimmy Carter, number one. Seven kings. If you look at the depth of these different layers of prophecy, who's the eighth? The eighth is of the seven. This prophet, according to my interpretation of the book of Revelation, is of the seven, would have to be Barack Obama. Barack Obama's number six. He's number eight. Donald Trump is number seven. I heard something interesting on a YouTube concerning the Antichrist. And I, I believe this is true. In the Old Testament, there are 33 references to Antichrist in the ways in which the Bible talks about Antichrist. In the New Testament, there are 13 references to the Antichrist. You add the two together, it's 46. Donald Trump, Barack Obama, was the 44th king of America. 4-4, meaning God, completely godless. Number five is God working with man. Four is just man alone without God. If you take five fingers, take your thumb away, you have the number four. Four is man without God. You add the thumb, it's man working with God. Well, 44 is you have man and man working without God. So this is the, the to his testimony, complete godlessness. So the 44th king, completely godless. 45th king, Donald Trump. Man, and then you add five, that's man working with God. You go to number 46, you have the man 666, and you have four. Four, God without man, six, is godless man again. Thirteen and thirty-three is forty-six. Who's the forty-sixth president? Barack Obama. But Joe Biden is the king right now, is the president. No, he's not. Our culture says he is. Our Constitution said he's not. Our Constitution says, and the, the proof is that this was a stolen election. The Bible says there are only seven kings, though there's eight administrations. The Bible does not recognize Joe Biden. Right now, the glove in position that appears to be Joe Biden is actually, the hand in the glove is actually Barack Obama. But still, apart from that, Donald Trump is still the legitimate president of America. He's still, according to the Bible, Revelation chapter 17, he is still the king of this country. He will not, according to Revelation 17, 
He is in position. He is there until the eighth king in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the man of sin, the man of law, the man of the law, uh, the son of perdition, until that person comes out in the open, Donald Trump is king. The eighth king will destroy the Constitution. Donald Trump will be president until that eighth king, till Barack Obama comes back to power. Hard to understand, but I'm just saying, this is my interpretation, accurate forecasting. The prophecies in the Bible are accurate forecasting about the future. Inaccurate interpretation. That's the problem, has always been the problem, will be the problem. So if I'm saying my interpretation, is it inaccurate or is it accurate? I say that in my interpretation, Donald Trump is still, in God's view, the president of this country. He can only be replaced when Barack Obama returns. Because there are only seven kings, eight positions. Antichrist will have roughly an eight-year plus a following eight-year time to be in, in power again. He roughly will have 16 years of power, whereas the other seven kings, the other six kings, or the other kings, the five kings, will only have eight years or four years. So, now, Donald Trump being the seventh king, this prophecy is about to be fulfilled, and the end of it is about to take place. Very shortly, Barack Obama is going to be forced to come out into the open, out of hiding. When he comes out, then the world will know. Then the churches will know. The two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11, they are very clear on the time timelines of pro prophecy. They will know the day that their prophecy, the time of prophesying begins. They know. They will begin the day that Israel signs an agreement with Barack Obama that starts the 70th week. On that day when Israel signs that agreement, the two witnesses will begin to prophesy. They will prophesy in power for 1,260 days for three and a half years. Jewish calendar years. Each month 30 days each year 360 days for three 1260 days they will prophesy and they will prophesy against this nation and the evil in the world the nations of the world and then on the 1361st day Antichrist will declare himself to be God in the temple. And it's not just the Jewish temple. It's much deeper than that. He'll be declare himself to be God in the human spirit. For the first time, the spirit, or the second time actually, the first time the spirit of man was violated was with Judas Iscariot. 
on the day that he betrayed Christ. It says Satan entered in. Well, Satan already owned him. Where did Satan enter in? Entered into his human spirit. Then he became a son of perdition. And he was taken to his own place to be kept apart from the rest of the people that were dead, that are in Gehenna, that are in hell. Antichrist once again will violate the spirit of man and he will receive Satan in his human spirit. The mark of the beast is much different than just a physical mark. It is actually the complete sealing of mankind's spirit so that God could never ever enter in and regenerate them ever. Their human spirit will be sealed shut from the Holy Spirit. That's the mark of the beast. But they have to willingly give Satan that right. It can't be forced upon him. The chip, a mark, these things can be forced upon you. But you have to freely receive the sealing of the human spirit. And then you can worship Antichrist. He'll demand that you seal your human spirit so you cannot receive Messiah ever. And you will be employed by him. Any Christian that is truly born again, if your spirit has already been regenerated, you cannot receive the mark of the beast. You can't. Your spirit has already been sealed eternally by God and there is no way for Satan to come into that human spirit, to your spirit. Now, you can open up your soul and he can come into your mind and your emotions and will and he can take over your body but cannot unregenerate you. It's impossible once you have been regenerated by the Holy Spirit to be unregenerated. This is where the Christians miss it. This is why in the camp there is no clarity of can a Christian receive the mark of the beast. If you say you're a Christian in name only, if you're a nominal Christian without truly receiving the Holy Spirit, yes, you can receive the mark of the beast. But if you are truly born again, I caution all the religions, Mormonism, Seventh-day Adventist, uh, you people that are, in, that are in Islam, when Antichrist comes, if you take and seal your, your spirit, if you receive Antichrist for being able to buy and sell so you can eat or to worship, your spirit will be sealed eternally. You will have no chance to receive Christ. None. I was going to say, I have many friends that are Mormons. There will come a time when the Mormon leaders in Mormonism in Salt Lake City will say it is okay for the Mormon people to receive the mark of the beast. They already have already worked out deals with Obama in 2015. The Mormon people don't realize this. Obama flew to Salt Lake and he wouldn't even meet with the mayor and the governor of Salt Lake or of Utah, but he went to the Mormon church. Should Antichrist ever, should the Mormon people ever be told you 
will not go to eternal fire if you receive the mark of the beast. Don't believe it. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation, which simply means they hope to devalue your money and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. Hey folks, The Rev here. I want to introduce you to my friend Zach Frisbee, decorated combat veteran and Purple Heart recipient. His real estate service has incredible programs and can even offer a $1,500 closing cost to veterans. Zach also donates $500 to the VFW for every home he helps you buy or sell. Zach's website is foothills.life. Again, that's foothills.life. Make Zach at foothills.life your choice for all your real estate needs, real estate done right. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy or find my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. prophecy of Donald Trump, the total fulfillment of it is about to take place. As soon as uh, the eighth king comes to power, he's of the seven, Barack Obama, 
once he resumes power again, Donald Trump's prophecy will have been fulfilled. The prophecy of the seventh king will be over. The seventh king must continue a short space, indicating that he would have difficulty from the beginning to stay in position because of the uh, attack against him. We've seen that. I'm not so much talking about a political affiliation as I'm talking about what the Bible says about the seventh king. The seventh king would be born again. He would be different. He would be a problem for the previous six kings. All the other kings, it says that uh, the, se- the eighth king, the sixth king, the eighth king goes to perdition because his name is a son of perdition. I just wanted to say again to finish out. The Catholic Church, eventually, Pope Francis will tell the Catholics it will be okay to receive the mark of the beast. You'll know Francis then. You'll know the tree. Catholics, Lutherans, any Christians that have any pastors, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, Hindus, anybody that tells you in your administrations or in your churches that you can receive the mark of the beast and it will be okay, that person is truly from the other side. That will be, that is the the uh, unforgivable sin. You will not ever have a chance to receive eternity should you take the mark of the beast. You'll have eternity in torment forever. Forever. My contact information, one more time, is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502, or Rick at KHNC.net, Rick at KHNC.net. I've been trying to free up a little more time to be able to get back to people that have texted me, written to me. I'm making an attempt. I'm busy. I have to work. But anyhow, till next week, God bless you. Without a vision, the people will perish. God bless you. God keep you. God bless you and your families. I will see you next week. By now, you know how good CBD can be for you. But here's some things CBD can't help you with. Those annoying calls about your car's warranty expiring. Gay frogs or racist cows. Climate coaches or that undying devotion to Alex Jones. This has been a friendly reminder from your friends at 1360 KHNC, the roar of the Rockies. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins.